Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Second Take Podcast. Born to be a king, I ask one thing in return. Please listen to our podcast. I'm Sebastian. Uh, my birthright is to be left on an ice Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> You're not worthy. I'm Zancy Weber. And today we're reviewing Thor The Dark World, starring Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, Anthony Hopkins, Christopher Eccleston, Idris Elba, Renee Russo, Kat Dennings, and Stellan Skarsgård. Written by Christopher Yost, Christopher McKay, Stephen McFeely, and directed by Alan Taylor. And welcome back. Guys, I'm sorry that we got to watch Thor 2 The Dark World. But firstly, Alex, welcome back to the show. I'm glad you're not dead. Yeah, I didn't die. Good news. I didn't die. Any illumination on what actually happened? Uh, Zane made up some wild stories, you see. Yeah. um, See, I got trapped in a pirate's cage. Um, (laughs) I don't want to go into details too much, but... um, yeah, there was a bit of human trafficking. Ashton Kutcher stepped in and saved my life, though, and that's why I'm back. I know for a fact you haven't listened to the episodes while you're away, but I think that was actually one of the things that we made up. Well, it was definitely pirates at some stage, right? Was it human trafficking or? And it wasn't human trafficking. You brought in pirates. Oh, well, good. You're close. Well, close. There, there you go. All right. So this movie, what do we do first, guys? Trivia? Is it trivia? Yeah, Who has nice. trivia? Well, usually, traditionally, it's a really in fakey from Seb. Okay. Okay. Traditionally, it is. Today. Today, we're going to try something different, and it's called the Seb didn't prepare them. So uh, let's consider half this podcast real and half it fake, and you can decide what half that is. You know I I don't prepare for these things. I will will explicitly (laughs) let you know when I have prepared. That's true. I didn't do that today. There is a show. Zane, do you have anything ready, or are we good to... Sure. Uh, This is the first movie. In this Marvel Cinematic Universe, to be set outside of the US. Oh yeah, it was in London and um, yeah, it was yeah. in it was in Europe. Yeah, good on them. Yeah, because Shield is a dick. Yes. Yep. Pretty much. Cool. And that's everything. No, Loki oh. was not going to appear in this movie until he was so popular. In Avengers, are like, oh, let's get Loki back. Loki's the best. I want to marry Tom Hiddleston and have his baby. Loki is like the plot of this film, though. Like, it was originally going to focus more on Malekith and the Dark Elves, and instead right. they made it more about the Loki Thor relationship. I should Ooh. tell you now that the version that I had didn't have subtitles when the elves were speaking so literally like all that dialogue was, was just lost I'll fill it in for you soon we will there. strike down Asgard yes Malekith ooh I'm going to turn into a giant it'll be exciting I'm a I'm the Hulk with a luchador mask on it was, that's pretty much the conversation right I have a fact and I remembered it off the top of my head it's a real one too oh good or is it a fake one oh, I'm probably your list anyway but there was a a couple of issues with just honestly scripting in this film and they ended up flying Joss Whedon out to, was it filmed in Australia? I forget. They flew him out to wherever we wherever the film was done and brought him on just to do some on-scene like uh, script fixes to make the movie more punchy and a little like, you know, a little bit more fun. And that ended up being uh, the very beginning of the film where um, the big rock monster comes down and Thor one-shots him in the head, killing him. Oh, yeah. And uh, Captain America's little cameo halfway through the film so we just added a bit of Which humor. Legitimately, didn't make any sense because every other time they were someone else, they sounded like the person they were. Yep. Until 
Oh no, here comes Chris Evans. Better give him his voice. But it was fun, right? No. Oh, you didn't like it? Well, no, I did that, not. That scene was actually kind of funny in the sense, remember how we were doing Harry Potter? It was um, yeah, when the yeah, they stopped. Yeah, so Loki, sorry, Loki, uh, Chris Evans did the scene first. Tom Hiddleston watched, sorry, all the way around. Hiddleston did the scene first and Chris Hemsworth watched how he did it and then did the same performance that Hiddleston was doing as himself. So he got that sort of Hermione uh, Bellatrix thing, you know, movies and stuff. Yeah, movies, acting. And the monster that Thor takes out in the very beginning is the first monster that was featured in his, well, his first story in Marvel Comics and is also the same creature that the director of Thor Ragnarok is voicing. Not that exact person, but the same... Uh, species that uh, Taika Waititi will be voicing in Thor Ragnarok. Like the rock monster. Yeah, at the very beginning of the film when like they're like liberating yeah. that place and he, this big... Go- yeah, yeah, it's a race of people. Yeah, it's like the has it men from Saturn or something. It's something ridiculous in comics because this is like an early like 60s comic thing. Right. But those same that same species, yeah, will be used again next week. Huh. So that's all my trivs. Well, that rocks. They're all They're all true today. Dylan Skarsgård didn't want to do the nude Stonehenge scene. Why? Um, just because he didn't want to run around naked at Stonehenge. I don't understand. The way they convinced him to do it is because he had just finished doing um, Nymphomaniac Volume 2, which is the full nudity, full-on penetrative sex movie huh. um, with, like, Shia LaBeouf, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, so that's, they uh, <laughs> they just dropped that a couple of times and he went and did it. He, he, did, he wasn't fully naked, of course. But yeah, he would have had, like, pasties. I, I believe it was just, like, a, a G-string, a thong that he wore. So, Close enough to pasties. I would have rather well, he did it, like, just full nude. Was that on set? Oh, sorry, on scene? Oh, God, I can't yeah, say it. Yeah, it was an actual... Stonehenge. Yeah, there would have been like crazy restrictions over everything they could do there, like time-wise. Oh, yeah. oh, well. And over 30 hammers were made. Mjolnir's. Different weights and different materials, etc. for winning when they were oh. doing different things. You know what? We don't hear enough about Thor's belt. It was mentioned in Spider-Man. It'll come in in Avengers, I bet you. Better. <laughs> his, his magical heavy weightlifting belt? Yeah. Well, I assume Stark built that for him if it was with Stark, right? Like... In the in Spider Man, who knows? I'm having never. They literally back. just said Thor's magic belt. Yeah, magic because they because they couldn't pronounce its real name. It was happy. Happy was like, oh, have we got this thing? Have we got that? And we got the, the, the Thor's magic belt. Is it all on this plane to conveniently be stolen by the Vulture? And he sure that is did. an exact but, quote. All right, any more trivia, Zane? Yep, that's it. Movie babies, no synopsis. Plot synopsis, tweet synopsis, movie babies. I know how this podcast works. Yeah, every week, every week you you, you find out a new. Yeah, movie babies. Movie babies. Anyone want to go first? Sure, I do. Yeah, go on. Um, see, it's just it's just four mixed with maybe aliens. Mm. No, maybe. No, I'm going to go aliens. That's kind of the the largest scale. But, like, you've really got the scale of Thor 1 mixed with a little bit of a darker tone um, with the elves. That one story from the Animatrix and the Manchurian Candidate. Oh, yeah. And I'm done. I was... Manchurian Candidate. uh, Loki's role in the film, slipping into the Odin position as well. I I was thinking, like... um, uh, Star Trek with the Klingons. Yep. Or one of them, whichever movie that they're versing the Klingons. There are a lot of them, yeah. Yeah. And um, like a bit of Iron Man vibes. You did go for the lot more fun in this one, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. They sure did go for it. Look at them go for it. They sure did go for it. Yeah. I've already yeah, given did. my answer. Don't look at me. Well, tweets? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. The tweets next? Sure. Like tweets next. Yeah. Tweets next. Yeah. Let's tweet. Let's tweet it up. Tweet Twitter. Up. Twitter, Twitter. Tweet. Birds. Franchise wastes famous Doctor Who alumni in bit part where he speaks made up language for half the time 
and growls a little bit and then, oh no, his arms are gone. The movie. I think that was over 140. Yeah. Uh, well, it's 280 yeah. now. So. Not for everyone. Well, not for everyone, but... Yeah, I'm feeling verified. Yeah. Emotionally. I'm, I'm verified. Are you not verified? I'm totally verified. Yeah. Sure. Who's next? I'm not verified. Um, <laughs> Traditionally, it's Alex. Yeah. I'll I can go, go next sure. if you no, wish. I'll, I'll go. It's okay. It's okay. Um, Thor. Good start. Jane Foster. Ooh, worst start. Odin. Ooh, you want me back at the end. Loki. Ooh. Dark Elves. Ooh. <laughs> Convergence. Ooh, that's a good word. Naked Man. Okay. You leveled me at the end. It was like a roller coaster. It's like, right. oh, 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 and then the rod ends. Zane? The movie where you find out Marvel doesn't actually know a lot about Norse mythology. Oh, Hashtag Thor 2. It's the comics. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes though, ignorance is good, i.e. Loki not birthing a six-legged horse. It's good. I can take little wins. But yeah, I see what you mean. My, 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 main, my, main, my main problem, my main mm-hmm. problem is that they keep trying to win points for like saying, oh, this is a, this is a, a figure from Norse mythology and then ruining it. It's like... It's not, so don't say that it is. Like Odin's father? Yeah. Or just giving, just by calling something a name doesn't give you points for cultural relevance. So that's that's just my point. Is that what they were going for? I think so. I thought they were just like, this is a name that we can use because blah. Like- I have this issue because I know that one of the tracks on the soundtrack is called Locker Center. And that that is the name of a uh, an epic poem about basically it's about when Loki uh, gate crashes uh, a feast of the gods and go one by one goes through and insults them all, and right. it's used when Loki and Odin have their thing at the beginning. It's kind of like you know what well, would have been good that yeah, scene. Not- <laughs> that scene sounds amazing. Yeah, it, right. <laughs> that sounds like, like a really good scene. Rather than just have him fighting with his dad, like let's have a little more Loki if you're going to try and use that as inspiration. Let's. One thing that accuses me about this this part of the franchise is okay, as Guardians are like, I mean, I know Dark Elves come in, this is even weirder, but like effectively they're like elves for humans. Like they live longer. 5,000 years, I believe yeah. they say. Um, are they all like strong or is it just like the God know. family? Or? Some of those guards are pretty like papery people. Yeah, that's my thing. Like I thought all those guardians were God, well, you know, quote gods, but it's really just Thor and his dad that have the muscle, right? But that's... But then you will you see Hela coming in the next film and then also uh, Freak in this movie is... Was she that strong? Well, she was... She stood up pretty well against the the Dark Elf. But to be fair, last film, she got backhanded yeah. by one Frost Giant. It was gone for the battle. So I don't know. I just, I, I can't tell power levels here of like no. race on and race. They don't spend much yeah. on building that mythology. And I think that's something that is definitely could use some more time. Mm-hmm. I guess the Warriors 3 are pretty good, but then they're all Asgardian. No. I think one of them is, maybe. Is, oh, Who knows? fucking knows. One of them sounds British. Yes, I think he was the one that was swapped out this movie. The actor, they they couldn't get the actor back for Thor Thor 1. Mm. They swapped him in this one. I think this one's better. Yeah. I like the big guy with the beard. Oh, is oh, uh, Volstagg. Yeah. He's good. But he's just tall Gimli, right? Yeah. He's good. That's why I like him. Good tall Gimli. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep on track then. Let's go positive things about this film. Um, pretty, again. I think it looks good again. I like how intricate the storyline was. Can you elaborate <laughs> a little bit, please? Just wanted to see your reactions. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a pretty easy thing to follow. Correct. Yes, like, I agree to that. I can agree to yeah, that. But Loki obviously wants to be on the throne in Asgard. And he'll do anything to get there, basically. But where did that come from, right? 
the first movie when yeah, it's pretty clear Odin was like, movie. "You can't have the throne because you're not actually as guardian." I know you weren't you weren't here last week because you were inside of a polar bear's womb. Yeah, but like we discussed, I, I I was pretty sure that last week wasn't about taking the throne. It was just about making Daddy love him. Because his dad the, was the always going to wake up. The succession of the throne, though, that's why he wants his dad to love him. I wish I was here for last. Yeah, week. you should have been. Because like that's the whole thing. No, I thought it was just about like my dad. No, because he's to like. To be fair, to be fair, Alex, before you get too angry, this was Seb's point. He didn't win the table over. Good. Well, I also <laughs> didn't lose the table. No, you didn't. Like we didn't say, well, we're not talking to you anymore. Goodbye, Seb. We're All cutting good. you out of our lives because of this one. We've kind of. Came to the realize, realization that Asgard is like, they're like the top race in the nine realms. I believe, yeah? yes, yeah. So being the king of the the top, like, realm, like, that, that's like some pretty awesome power. Yeah. yeah. That's why Loki wants it. <laughs> I understand. Like, yeah, I, I I would have argued that I thought in the first one that wasn't what he was after. I think after stuff in Avengers, I think that his motivations have changed in this into this film because I think honestly, I think in the first film it was literally just trying to prove his worth to his father after his father revealed that he wasn't actually his son because he kills his real father in that film to save his fake father, who's mind you going to wake up and reclaim the throne in a matter of minutes. So I didn't think it was about keeping power. I just thought it was about showing I know, I I'm a good son too. It was more the uh, he wanted Odin to pick him over Thor. Yeah. To be fair though, he definitely earned it in every regard. I mean, Thor's done a pretty good job too. Thor's a good Avenger, but is he a good ruler? Well, mm. we find out at the end of this movie he doesn't really want to be at that, so it doesn't really matter. Because the smarter yeah. son tricks him. Right. Yeah, smarter and more evil. Sure. Mm. Um, I th- personally like the the roller coaster that I've seen Loki on was I need to impress Dad so that I can get the throne. Yep. That doesn't happen. Avengers happens. I'm gonna try to get Midgard because it's middle of the run. I can you know if I get some power here, then I can get some people on my side. Maybe Dad will look at me differently. Change his mind. Yep. That doesn't happen. He gets caught, brought back to Asgard, and now he's like, "Fuck! I've got to, I've got to find another way." Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's, it's not like, "Oh, Daddy, please, please love me," and then I, I want to be a ruler. Like, I think it goes from that to like revenge. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it's, it's a not, it's not three separate like ideas. They're, they're all like. It started and molded into this because he wanted the throne of Asgard, which is the top realm. You know, yeah. yeah. Like it, it was all uh, to me. That's like has been has been his motivation. Yeah, no, I agree for the top realm. Yeah, one of the thing I like about this movie is that it is a really good progression from the first. It doesn't. It only really expands upon what we learnt on the first and it's still dealing with what we dealt with in the first within the universe. And I think that's something that Marvel has trouble balancing between progressing the story and incorporating everything into the universe. I think in Thor they have an easier job with it because he is so far separated from the rest of the universe Mm. in Asgard. So even the parts that were on Earth set in England or in Europe takes it totally away from Tony Stark in the US and S.H.I.E.L.D., etc., etc., and it puts it in its own little bubble, which is what I like. Well, it's one of the common factors in the Marvel movies that I like. So I think the Dark Elves were a perfectly fine villain in that they were basically a means for bringing these other forces back together. Mm. Like they weren't a villain to progress the story themselves. They were a force that the story would form around. Yeah, they were placeholder villains for me. Yeah, well, exactly right. Yeah, Like I doubt we'll see Malekith ever again or we'll see 
dark elves as the main big bad and ever again. Oh, I, yeah. I don't even know why they took this particular villain. Like from my memory, it's not even like a major comic book villain. Like I, I know Loki is the big deal for Thor and I know in the next film we're going to see like Serta, like the literally the devil. So I, you got two big scales and I can see why I wouldn't want to jump to one too early, but this felt like a real nothing bad guy. Yeah, well, more that's like, the thing. It wasn't about the bad guy. Yeah. The movie was wasn't it, about the bad guy. It was about the stone. Yeah. I do like a good stone story, apparently. Got to get them stones, yeah. But we've also mm. got to get Foster to Asgard. We've got to have the introduction happen. And then we have to get Loki and Thor teaming up and etc. etc. Like, mm. that's, that's the story. Like, the actual plot isn't the main it's almost it's, the yeah. the plot b yeah. in this movie it's more about yeah, totally. how the people are functioning around this happening well, can we talk about jane for a second then sure do you guys find her better or worse in this movie than she was in the last movie better yeah, yeah. I didn't notice i remember being less not that a techno babble was annoying last time but she was more of a character in this film but then she became just like well, until about halfway in the film where she got you know, stone sick and was just a corpse to be dragged around. And I, oh, I really didn't need this. I didn't need that entire plot of her getting sick. Sure. I mean, in the last film she was exposition. Yeah. Like that's, that's just what she was. She wasn't a character. Yeah. Like there was no character and no real tension between her and Thor. In this one, I felt a little bit of that or at least more than of that than in the last film. Yeah. And while, yes, she did become a corpse to be dragged around, again, it wasn't about her. It was about the Asgardians, and rightfully so. Um, I know that Jane Foster isn't a particularly popular character, but I I didn't have a problem with her in the last film, and I didn't have a problem with her in this film. I think she's just... uh, I think her portrayal of Jane Foster is perfectly fine. So the, is the romance working for you guys? Like, are you buying into oh, it? Oh, yeah. Film? Fap Central. Wow. Gross. <laughs> but point taken. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, it, do, it kind of doesn't, for, for me anyway, it doesn't matter that the romance is happening. Sure, like, Thor wants to choose her over the other one. and Which is incorrect to do so, but yes. Oh, definitely by his father's standards. By my standards. Sif all the way. Team Sif. I mean, she's, yeah, sure, she's as an Asgardian, but, like... And she's badass. So. Yeah, but she's not, like, Jane Foster. Exactly. She's got a lot of good qualities. I really don't like Jane Foster. Like, I mean, it just, it, to me, it just doesn't matter. Like, it's it's part of the story that I don't actually, It's like, It's a care. C plot, right? Like, yeah. it's not even the... It's, it's not a plot. It's, yeah. not a, it's not even a plot device. Honestly, it's, uh, in this movie, it's an epilogue. It's like I'm choosing Jane over being king of Asgard. And that's all you see. You don't see any love, any romance. It's really just a mutual fascination between Thor and Jane Foster that we don't uh they don't understand, they don't expound upon it, and it just it's just a a part of the scenery. Whereas the relationship between Tony Stark and Pepper Potts actually drives a lot of the conflict in the movies that it appears in. In these two, there's just kind of like they they both decided that they can't be with someone else, and so they're together. So, which might be why I, I should I really don't like Gwyneth Paltrow as an actress. But that aside, I prefer her in the Iron Man films to uh, what Natalie Portman gives you in the Thor films. Probably for that same reason that she's just she's just there. There's no real point. Like the first film, he needs to meet someone. If it's not her, it's someone else. I'll complain about. That's fine. But in this film, ugh, really. Yeah, like you said, unnecessary. Like it's a character that you could cut, and the story is effectively the exact same. It's just without Thor going to the doctors in one scene. That's again, it. that's the same for Loki. It's the same for Frigga. Frigga, yeah. Like a lot of characters in this are only there to represent uh, their relationship with Thor and build the world. Mm. And that's a good thing for you, though. Sure, why not? Yeah, honestly, it was my big complaint about the last movie was we didn't get to see enough Asgard. In this, we see more Asgard. Mm. We see how it functions. We see who's there and what their lives are like. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I think this movie does a lot to answer for what was left out of the last movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it expands upon everything that I was interested in seeing. There is one thing that I want to bring up. Asgard. Seemingly one city. Yeah, one mm-hmm. kingdom, yeah, I think, effectively. But, like... And floating on a disc. Yeah, but, like, Midgard, entire planet, yeah. multiple cities, multiple rulers. In It's always different comic to comic with Thor, but in some of them, like, half of Asgard is, like, yes, this big kingdom, and the other half is where these nefarious creatures live that will sometimes try and storm Asgard and take it, take it down. So... There isn't like in a lot of the, the other source material, there isn't like the underside is just not Asgard, but it's part of the same realm. So they haven't really touched on that in this because it is like Earth. Here's the, you know, the castle and down below is something else though. Whereas in the film, yeah, they don't really touch on it at all. Like there could be a freaking Balrog down there. We just haven't seen it. It just like, I don't know. It just irks me. Yeah, I know. Because like, it's not just not just in Thor as well, like not just in the Marvel movies, but like, for example, Klingon. They're, they are Klingon. They're the Klingon race from Klingon and they speak Klingon. All these things are correct. So you come to Earth and you've got English people who live in England on Earth. You've got Australian people who live in Australia on Earth. You've got American people who live in America on Earth. Why are there not different races yes. in the race? Okay, uh, there are. Uh, and this is a Star it, Trek. To feel about, oh, oh, I want to address it because I'm here. Um, never, never comes up. Okay, so humanity is decided as the galactic feder- as the federation yeah. in Star Trek. So we're not we recognized as the human race. That's that. Like there obviously are other races, but in the Star Trek universe, all the countries are part of the federation. And all the federation, the federation is part of the series. Oh, uh, so, like, they are all well, different mean, races, yeah. but they're all united. Like, there's one currency, for example, all throughout Earth. Everything's together. It was one Earth government. So, yes, but it I, is. Yeah. I was using Star Trek as like a like the first thing that I. Could oh, I know, to. I know, but I was like, I have to address this but, because well, you'll see why at the end of the episode. I'll, I'll show you later. Okay, it'll make sense. I promise. I'm not being crazy. But yes, in a movie about the North astrology and realm architecture, we didn't get much explanation. Yeah, I agree. Like, it would have been there a little nine bit realms. more. We know Midgard, Alahaza, whatever the battle at the start was yeah. on, and Asgard. And Niflheim, guys. Come on. Niflheim. Because mm. it's a Where place... Where the Dark Hells live. It's also a place they use in Final Fantasy, which is the only reason I remember its name. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's a poorly world-built planet. God, those words felt weird. I love the uh, escape scene where they take the Dark Elf ship. That was, and, yeah. Yeah, all the warriors are with them and like they have their one-off, don't you fuck with Thor, Loki, like one mark as yeah. they all leave. I thought that was a really fun scene. And uh, my, my absolute favorite is I love Heimdall. He's my favorite character possibly in the Marvel Universe. I don't know what it is about him, but he is just such an absolute badass. And him taking down a cloaked ship with a fucking dagger yeah. is, it's beautiful. I love it. And the, the, the look of defeat in his face, he's like, no, I missed 10 more. Shit. Like, oh, but I, he is my absolute favorite. And I'm so excited because he he's going to have an expanded role in the next film. I just want to see him kick an ass. Good. Like they, they start him off a little bit slow in Thor 1. Like he goes to cut off Loki's head and he gets frozen solid mid-swing and he almost gets there and he can't. And in this movie is like, well, that's what I could do with my sword. This is what I do with my back, my dagger. That's all I can remember majorly positive about this film for me. Yeah. It was funny though. I like Chris O'Dowd was in it. It was nice. I didn't credit him, but he was funny. So he's the dude from my tea he's, crowd. Oh yeah. yeah he's yeah, the yeah. Irish guy. He's great. Yeah. This movie was very funny. Like, where they're just you know experimenting with the portals and he throws the guy throws the keys in and they don't come back. Like there's a lot of really fun moments in this film that I actually will audibly laugh to, not just like a personal chuckle. Yeah. So I don't want to shit on this movie. Like it, I, I was entertained. Yeah. Yeah. You got it out of me, Seb, who kept talking. Do you guys want to move on to the bad stuff? Then I feel like you want to move on to bad stuff. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I just don't love this film. It's gonna be hard to describe though. Like, why is that, Seb? 
it just doesn't have the heart. It's 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 weird. Like just the vibe of it. <sighs> the vibe of the the movie. Vibe. The vibe of it, <laughs> like the the mouth feel of the movie. <laughs> before we, sorry, before we move on to things I didn't like, something I did like yes. was the design of the dark elves. I think the the ship and everything to do with the dark elves and how they function was really interesting and a real departure from everything we've seen. They looked really alien, like the like the dagger ships, the blade mm. ships, the the white masks mm. as well. Very yeah, cool design. Yeah. I remember I was reading on the actual ship design, and this is nerdy minutia, but the whole idea was it was actually sucking um, its environment in the middle through it and pushing past it. Like they had like a sort of, I think it was referred to like black hole powered or something. Yeah. Like it was literally propelling itself by sucking its way forward, not pushing itself. So I thought that was a cool little thing as well. And also the uh, the weapon with uh, the black hole grenade. Oh, very cool as well. It really bitches up those Asgardians and that yes, fight yeah. though, doesn't it? Is that the stuff from the stone? I don't think so. No, no, no. no. I, I believe thing that's just Dark Elf technology. Right. The, st- the stone is just that kind of like, I don't know, like black stringy stuff that he throws at Thor and starts swinging about. Oh. What stone is this? This is the power stone. No, this is the reality stone. Right. Wait, yeah, pretty sure this is the reality stone. So, oh God. Tesseract. Tesseract is the space stone. It's teleportation yeah. and whatnot. Time stone is in Doctor Strange. This is the reality stone. So it's like a bending reality. So he should be able to create things with it, but they never did. Yeah, power stone thing. was- they wanted, The whole thing was they wanted to destroy things with yeah. it. Power stone was the purple one from Guardians 1. Yeah. Is there five stones or six stones total? Six. six. H-A-N-O-S. There's six. So, oh, Vision has the mind stone, mind stone. in his head. Mm-hmm. And then there's Heimdall. one more. And, well, and the assumption is Heimdall or it could be in Thor's hammer. The the stones, their location seems to be spelling out the word Thanos ah. because of where they are, and we're missing an H for the last film. So the Heimdall. Heimdall, they're missing the soul stone, and Heimdall can see souls is one of the major theories as to why his eyes are also glowing the color that we're missing and his power. But And he's yeah. blind in Avengers 2, and his, all of his armor and shit's gone. In like this like hallucination that Thor had, and it's the hallucination is about what Thanos has done, and he's suddenly blind. So it's there's all these hints, but it could just be his hammer as well. Like Hella is in the in the movie as well. Maybe mm-hmm. she is. It, it could be anything. But the assumption is it's an H that it's in. Right. So what we didn't like. I have a little treat for everyone. Really oh, I love treats. If you burp into this microphone, I swear oh. to God. ASMR is the thing, yeah. right? People like that. The thing I didn't like about this movie is, you know, it's not something big either, and I complimented it before, is that the plot is not important. It's not yeah, it's there, really. It's it's really an expansion on the characters. So I think we could have used a little bit more plot um, or at least made the plot a little bit more character-centric. I swear to God, I I was trying to watch as intently as I could, and then I just remember it being at, at the end of the movie. I was like, "What happened? Like, nothing actually happened." I just like I was watching, okay, and watched the entire thing. But then we we're at the end of the movie. Well, and I, I was think like something that but isn't in this movie that's in a lot of Marvel movies, and what you might use as a timestamp is plot twist. Like yeah, usually there's like like in Iron Man it's usually like some new invention that he's got in a, in uh we had the Hulkbuster that was a big kind of like oh gosh this is something new in this one it was just kind of like no dark elves are attacking we need to do this 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 and this yeah. progress to do this 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 and this movie yeah. end maybe then, maybe Loki's quote death is meant to be the turning a turning again, point at yeah, least I, maybe but that's like right at the end like yeah. last minute yeah. so. Mm. Uh, yeah, it just like, and I know I watched the entire thing. Oh, I'm sure I, I believe you. It just Zane doesn't, but I do. I, I yeah, don't I believe just, any I of you. I found myself at the end, and I was like, "Well, 
Okay, here I am. I know we're meant to talk about things that we hate, but I also love that the hammer keeps trying to find Thor and they're ending portal scenes by going through space. That's really great. And I love that Thor ends up having to jump on the subway to get back to the battle because he's been put so far away. (laughs) That, that is a joke that didn't land with me and I'm really worried that that joke is going to be pretty representative (laughs) of Ragnarok (laughs) and I'm worried. I'm worried about that. But... I do agree that the hammer zipping about trying to find him in the different realms, very funny joke. Mm, I I really enjoyed that bit. But I'm going to talk about things I don't like. Um, I don't know. Like Maybe it comes down to no twist, but this is a very predictable film. Yeah. And no point will surprise you. I mean, yes, maybe, oh, I was Odin all along. Loki can maybe surprise you, but honest to God, it's, 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 if you're going to make a go-to twist, that's the twist that you come up with. So it's even not surprising for a twist. Yeah. So, I don't know, just, it wasn't imaginative. Like, there were some cool spots in it. If this was a wrestling match, yeah, the dude jumped off the cage, but everything they did up until the cage was just pushing and shoving, and yeah. it was very boring. Again, even the final battle was pretty lackluster. Um, and they tried to incorporate a lot of interesting things with uh, the the spatial differentials, but it never really felt, I never felt Thor was in danger and I never even really thought that um, any of the Dark Elves were in like life-ending danger. It wasn't like, oh, this is life and death. It's just kind of like, oh, we're just pushing with magic forces at each other and that's it. Mm-hmm. So I never was, I never got excited at the, at the battles, yeah. at the fights, mm. because it was like, oh, well, you're all super-powered. I don't think any of you are going to die. Yeah. And Malekith at the end, we don't even know. We didn't see it. We saw something. It fall you on it. his limbs all detached and he was crying. I think that's a pretty conclusive PG death. Where, at, When he died, where did the stone or, or where did the ether end up? As in right on the spot? Because I know they, they, obviously took, they obviously took it back because of the end credit scene. Yeah, but uh, like, because he had absorbed it into him and then they sent him to Svartalfheim and then he got crushed. So they just went to Svartalfheim and got it? I would assume so. I would assume so. Yeah. I guess they, they honestly, they probably just didn't film that bit and at the very yeah. end they're like, oh God, we never got the stone back after credit sequence of, oh, we got it back off screen and now we're giving it to someone else. And another plot, Hole is so you know how the uh, they have that death star beam that like oh what would happen if you just left it on it's like well we would destroy the planet why don't they just turn it on at the top of the uh, the top of the dark elf ship yep just like zap it for a few seconds enough to destroy it so he can't use it to Heimdall destroy reality controls the bifrost and he's all about personal vengeance mm. so if yeah. he can't take it down with a dagger it it that's done i mean malekith like thor would still get his one on one fight malekith just wouldn't be able to destroy reality i think Heimdall thinks it's cheating though oh. and last time when they did this he lost his bridge Actually, is it is it back up and working in this film? Up yes, to space now. Yeah. Is the, the, the bridge so, built? Yeah, it's how Thor gets everywhere. Well, he gets there, he gets there somewhere in Avengers, and it's still at, broken. At the very at the very start of this movie, they said, "Now that the Bifrost is repaired, no, that's we right. have yeah, to yeah. make peace with all the realms." I do have a legitimate grievance with this film. We always conf- have conflict when it comes to character death. Hmm. I like my character death to mean something. This film tried to make um, Thor's mother's death mean something. I. Didn't feel a thing. Oh, neither did I. And they wanted me to. I just think it was done very poorly. And well, I'm there. This is my go-to. This is where the, my emotions and films come from. I want to be weeping for a character death. And just, what was it meant to mean? No, it was just meant to be loss and drive the two brothers together for revenge of, uh, for their mother's death. And I'm again, not sure. Like she, I, I get that, but like she didn't have enough screen time in no, the last she film. She was a terrible actress yeah. out of it too. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I, 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 I think good. she was. I think she was quite good. I just um, she felt disconnected from every other Asgardian. We were talking about this last week. She was in like two brief scenes in Thor one, yeah. and then this film they give her three, three scenes yeah. um, just so you know who's dying. That's yeah. it. It was very poorly paced. Like I know it's, you don't want to kill Odin. I get that, but I would have killed one of the warriors. 
I mean, I've granted, I know you want it to be Loki's revenge story for the death of his mother, so it can't be one of them, but like someone that we've seen for fuck's sake. Yeah, but Loki is also part of that group we saw last week. But like, they all hated him. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like, <laughs> you couldn't kill Volstagg and have Loki that's, care. That's if a, we take four. the mother out, we can always have kind of like one of them going, oh, look, I know that you're not such a bad guy. Just snap out of it. Yeah. And like have that. And then he goes, so you could, if, if we're changing things, yeah. we can change things. Yeah. But either way, more of that person. And it, like one of those three would have been great because at least they were there last week. Yeah. But she was literally in one scene getting backhanded last week. And that was it. And they meant to make me care. I just don't. I just. I don't care about your flimsily written character. Good actress, bad role. Yeah. Do you guys want to move on to verdicts then? Sure. Yes, it's a yes from me. I liked it. Yeah. Yep. I'll watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Remind me, did I say yes to Thor 1? I believe all three of us did. Yeah, then I have to say yes to this movie. I like this a lot more than Thor 1. It's definitely more enjoyable than Thor 1, but I do think it's a lot more shallow than Thor 1, which is... It's hard for me. Like I, I, I do laugh and have a good time watching this film, but it's also, it's like fairy bread. Like it's delicious, but it's doing nothing for me, you know? So this is a tough one. No, I said no to Thor 1, I think. I did say no to Thor 1. I think this is, it's a bit more fun. If I'm going to say grading on a curve, going like, have they gotten better or worse since Thor 1? It's shallow but more enjoyable. So I'm going to go with more enjoyable. I'm going to follow my heart, not my brain. I'm going to give it a yes. There you go. For just for reference, I would have recommended the one. Yeah, that's fair. Like from memory, last week I was literally that case. Like this movie is a coin flip. So for me, a coin flip's a no. Like it was like it's not bad or good. For me, it was just straight down the middle. So I went to no because I couldn't get coin flip is literally fifty. No, but for me, if I have to coin flip a movie, it doesn't deserve a yes. Then why are you coin flipping a movie? Then? I'm not coin flipping a movie. I'm saying if it came down to the point where I can't choose, I have to say no because it didn't win me over. Mine's guilty till proven innocent. But guys, before we continue, we actually have um, kind of a, a new thing starting where we've con- um, contacted some hosts of some other podcasts to give us second opinions on the films we're reviewing. Worse opinions, of course. Or better opinions. Now, the reason this mattered, Alex, is today... Um, we have the Tales from the Fandom podcast giving us their second opinion, which is why I felt like, oh my gosh, I better handle this Star Trek nonsense just right up front because people that are going to know and care about it might be listening. And that terrifies me. Star Trek is terrible. Star Trek is pretty lovely. The worst. And we're going to cut to this podcast now. Hello, this is David from the Tales from the Fandom podcast. I was asked for my opinion about Thor 2 The Dark World. I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I feel that a lot of the movies really just scratch that itch for me. Getting to see some of my favorite characters from comics on the big screen is really enjoyable, and I just dig it. I love almost everything that the MCU and Marvel have put out. I'm a huge fan of Thor from the comics, and I love the first movie. However, Thor 2, I feel, is a big misstep in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The relationship between Thor and Jane Foster is in a singular word, meh. Natalie Portman's my girl. I love her. I've loved her for a long time as a child actor uh, and then getting to see her evolve into the actress that she's become. And I feel she was just misused for the entirety of this movie, which is really just disappointing. The only characters I really enjoyed in the movie were Kat Dennings, Darcy, and Idris Elba's uh, Heimdall. I really wanted to see more of them, and hopefully, at least with Heimdall, I get to see him more in Thor 3 Ragnarok, which is coming out soon. Uh, I do like the relationship that they portrayed with Loki and Thor throughout the movie, though some of the scenes were definitely a bit cringeworthy. Honestly, my biggest complaint is something I wanted more of from the first movie— I wanted more Asgard, but this time the scenes in Asgard were boring and lackluster. Uh, I just, it wasn't how I pictured it being. It just feels like they were going through the motions, but not really invested in the story. That this movie, out of all the other MCU movies, was used to advance the larger plot heading towards the Infinity War. 
I didn't care about the Dark Elves. I didn't care about the Convergence. I didn't enjoy my time at Asgard. And I really feel if they had been patient about doing a sequel so quickly, uh, they could have had Kenneth Branagh come back and he would have made it feel ten times better. Most of the stuff on Earth was also just blah. I just tried to do a rewatch of the movie and found myself just fast-forwarding because there just wasn't much that pulled me in. Uh, Like I said, I'm really looking forward to Thor Ragnarok, and I can watch the first Thor without any issues, but I would totally steer clear of Thor 2. There's just not much meat on it beyond what was necessary. All right, awesome. Thank you for that. Now, due to the uh, how time works, don't know what you said yet, so I'm going to say I firmly agree with you. I disagree. And Alex? Sure. Yep, so there you go. Two out of three of us agree with you. Don't worry, Seb's lying and so am I. So you're on the right side of history. And I just don't care. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> is so, it, or is that living up to who I am? Also mean. <laughs> so you like this one, Fuck Sam? You. Uh, yes. Are you doing a sequel, prequel, spinoff, Ooh. remake? I might still do a remake because I think this movie can be better. Okay, okay. So you guys throw throw as many watchamacalls at me if you no want. No female characters. Go. Noir. Oh. Oh, all right. No female characters and wow. So no femme fatale. Yeah, I was going to go, you kind of, <laughs> kind of shot me there. Um, so Thor's been hanging out in his Left. Thor office for quite some time. He's actually picked up smoking. It's a terrible habit, but he's got, what's the worst he's going to do? Not live 5,000 years? And then he hears, a, and he hears <laughs> a knock at the door. And in slinks a scantily dressed Loki. That's right, guys. Gross fan fiction. Yeah. I will say, in Norse mythology, Loki is known to actually shapeshift into a woman. Well, he can't, though, because I know female actors in this film. No, I, I still right? played by Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah, it's just with slightly longer hair or shorter hair, for it is his choice. Um, walks in and he's got a case that needs to be solved and Thor's the he's, the, he's the right fit, you know. This isn't meant to be sexual, I promise. And you're if, really making it very sexual. I'm trying not to. It's not my fault that you're doing that. No, isn't it? I got rid of all the women, so you did this all by yourself. It's true. So uh, Thor, of course, takes the case because he wants to help his scantily dressed brother, yeah. but on one condition which I haven't thought of yet, but I'll well, get you. should you. do that. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll retroactively throw it in later. Um, so he's off on the case. And what's the case you guys might be asking me? Well, that's a really good question. Is it a brief case? It's sorry. a cold case. I'm sorry. The ice giants are back. Ooh. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking. Aren't these, the same, aren't these the same villains from the last film or is it because of a pun? Both. Can't it be both? <laughs> Come Mike, on. Mike can literally be an old case about ice giants. So it's Burn. a cold case. Like, what's the thing? Burns. Burns. Great. This is productive productions. Oh, yeah. Productive production. Oh, goodness. Yep. All right. Guys, let's pretend I've lost my way for a second. Okay. <laughs> yep. But let's hypothetically jump into the world where I don't know where my story's going. Can I have another element thrown at me? It might jog my mind. Ooh, okay. Everyone's a female. <laughs> Now, okay, so now everyone is dressed in drag. Are you happy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want there to be a talking flying fish. Awesome. So he takes the case and Loki, and Loki leaves and Thor's like, oh, something about that dame doesn't, doesn't hit me right. And that's when his fly, talking flying fish jumps out of his coffee Wait, mug. So Thor doesn't recognize Loki. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. Because he's Thor. He's the dumb one. Yep. Agreed, right? Out of the two, he's the dumb one? Sure. Sure. Anyway, his flying fish buddy jumps out of his um, coffee cup. He's just like, well, I don't know there, Thor. I don't know why he's goofy, but this is the the life I'm leading right now. This is good. And continuing to. But don't yep. stop on my yep. account ever. Anyway, let's just say I don't know where I'm going with this. And everyone has a good time. <laughs> okay. How, how mysterious. Excellent. We're good? Well, oh yeah. That's Thor 2. Yep. I'm going to say it's a hard yes to being better than Thor 1. 
I would not watch that movie. You wouldn't watch Thor and the Flying Fish that I would not watch Thor and the Flying Fish. (laughs) You didn't mention anything about everyone being in drag. Loki was in drag. Okay, Thor is is also wearing a dress. But he still doesn't recognize Loki in a dress. Okay, okay. There were literally two characters (laughs) that he mentioned and they're both in a dress. Okay. You didn't say the fish was, so. The fish is also. Actually, the fish is wearing, like, wearing shorts and a t shirt because women can do that too. That's right. I made this story progressive. You're Good welcome. job. Look at me. Are we happy? I'm not happy, but. No, I'm happy to commit to this being done. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash secondtake. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, Yeah, sure. That one. Or well, Second Take Podcast, you you find it. Yeah. And Twitter, at Second Take TNC. Or we we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of pictures, yet. though, that are funny. There, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really? Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Ah, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not allowed to watch any yeah. movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> and and yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to that's not kind of productions.com, which is the mothership for all of the other po- all of our other podcasts. Yeah. yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. <sighs> and maybe just one day... There'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts, there. yeah, where we just talk at ourselves. Yeah, yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast, no interruptions, right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, "That's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works." Just because it's you in the room by yourself, Sam, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. Good, good. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, uh, thanks very much for listening. And go. Do all the things on social media. Hooray. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.